Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to this podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on your favorite podcast location, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We really appreciate you tuning in and listening to the podcast this week, and we really appreciate it while you're checking out the podcast, whether it once again it's at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We'd really appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button while you're there checking out the podcast. So anytime a new podcast is up and available for you to listen to, you'll get a notification to let you know it is up and ready to listen to or download. So thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Yet again this week, we've got another exciting edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast coming up for you here in just moments as we just wrapped up another NASCAR season here at Phoenix. Championship weekend took place for the Truck Series, Xfinity Series, and Cup Series as we wrap up the 2022 NASCAR season. Man, it's hard to believe that NASCAR is over and we only have one race left in the NHRA that's coming up this weekend in Pomona, California that'll wrap up the season for NHRA in 2022 so we're just getting to kind of to the tail end of nascar season racing season for all the big professionals but a lot of short track racing along all the short track tracks along the united states of america will be having a lot of activity and and races going on during thanksgiving and definitely during december of course um tim bryant the general manager over there at Five Flag Speedway. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to talk to him here before the season finale of Southern Race Week Radio for 2022. As we'll talk about uh, the Snowball Derby, which is going to be coming up here in December at a Five Flag Speedway. So, even though NASCAR is over, NHRA is over, and the IndyCar season is over, there's plenty of great short track racing that'll be going on all over the United States of America over the next few months before we wrap up the 2022. Uh, calendar year. But um, once again, thank you so much for tuning into the uh, podcast this week. We have another exciting episode of uh, Southern Race Speak Radio's podcast. In just moments, we will hear from Dave Burns, pit reporter for NBC Sports coverage of NASCAR. And also we'll have two NHRA drivers joining us this week here on the podcast before they wrap up their season this weekend at the Auto Club Finals in Pomona, California. NHRA pro stock driver, Cami Caruso, and then top fuel driver for Davis Motorsports, Justin Ashley from the NHRA World will also join us this week here on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. So just sit back and relax and uh, get set to enjoy another great episode of the uh, Southern Race Week Radio podcast. But before we get to our great guests and those great interviews, uh, real quick, let's take a, we- a recap of all the racing action from this past weekend. And all we got to cover is NASCAR from last weekend, championship weekend, at Phoenix, as we take a look at what happened in the Camping World Truck Series, as Zane Smith started on the pole and won the race at Phoenix in the Truck Series. Ben Rhodes was your runner-up. Chandler Smith finished in third. John Hunter Nemechek in fourth. And Stuart Friesen rounding out the top five. And with that victory from Zane Smith, he is your Truck Series champion for 2022. Ben Rhodes was your second-ranked driver. Chandler Smith in third. And Ty Majeski finishing fourth. Over to the Xfinity Series. Uh, once again, Ty Gibbs was on the pole for the Xfinity Series race, and he came away with the victory. And, of course, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to Ty Gibbs and his family as uh, 
many of you heard over the weekend, Coy Gibbs, who is Ty Gibbs' uh, father, unfortunately passed away in his sleep Saturday night after celebrating that victory with his son in the Xfinity Series sometime between Saturday night and Sunday morning. Unfortunately, he uh, passed away. Ty was supposed to drive for 2311 Racing, but of course uh, had to be with his family. So once again, our, our prayers and condolences go out to Ty Gibbs, Joe Gibbs, and the Gibbs family. But Ty Gibbs did come away with the Xfinity Series Championship with that win. Noah Grayson finishing second, Justin Allgaier in third, and Josh Berry rounding out the top four there. Over the uh, over to the uh, Cup Series a race from Phoenix, Joey Logano was your winner of the race. He started from the pole and was your winner of the race and also the championship. Ross Chastain finishing second in his first appearance in the championship four. Christopher Bell in third. And unfortunately, Chase Elliott just not did not have a great race. He was wrecked there by Ross Chastain late in the race and wasn't able to recover and finish his fourth in the championship four standings. And one interesting thing I just kind of noticed here as I was running this down, the championship winners of the championship and the race winners are the same drivers who started from the pole and won the race. How about that? So that's uh, that's kind of incredible. Zane Smith along with Ty Gibbs, and along with Joey Logano, who are your championship drivers, started from the pole, won the race, and won the championship. So congratulations to those three drivers on their respective championships for 2022. Uh, one other thing I want to mention, uh, this weekend, the Auto Club Finals in Pomona, California, will determine the champions in the respective different uh, divisions of the NHRA. So that'll be coming up this weekend, November 10th through the 13th. Go to NHRA.com and click on TV schedule to check out when the events will be aired and uh, what networks you can check all of that action out as NHRA will wrap up their season November 10th through the 13th in Pomona, California. So there you go. Now it's time to get into more of the program in just moments. We've got some great interviews, as I mentioned. we got Dave Burns, Cammie Caruso, and Justin Ashley. All of them coming up for you here on Sunday Week Radio's podcast. Hi, this is Greg Walter, General Manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line as he's joining us as we get set for Championship Weekend at Phoenix Raceway coming up this weekend on NBC. He'll be the pit reporter delivering all the coverage. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Dave Mr. Burns, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. I am, Alfred. I think you just broke my headset, but yeah, I'm having a great day. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, listen, when we have a big deal guest on, we got to give him a big deal introduction. Appreciate sir. that. And, yeah. uh, and as I said before we went on the air, I'm a big fan of your work, been a big fan of you for many, many years in the world of broadcasting. So I really appreciate you taking the time. But before we talk about NASCAR and everything going on in the championship weekend, as a broadcaster myself, I'm always curious, how did you get into the sport? And then also, how did you get to broadcasting this great sport? Yeah, I'm one of those guys that has a story that's off uh, normal, if you will, for you know, people that go to communication uh, classes and then end up in radio or TV and, and kind of work their way that way. I was a race fan. Uh, my dad was a, a manager and a, and a president of companies and stuff like that. And he just liked going to the short tracks in Michigan on the weekend. So I grew up basically going Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday to uh, Michigan paved short tracks. 
around our home in Kalamazoo and uh, just fell in love with it. And so as I went on in life and went to college, I didn't really, you know, get a communications degree. There was never really a thought of television but kept going to races on occasion. And after I got out of college with a business degree, I really didn't see myself applying that. And I was kind of searching for what to do. And I was actually working with my dad at the time. And we went to uh, an ASA race. Some people remember the American Speed Association up north. And it was in Nashville. And it was where the north and the south came together in the All-American 400. And uh, we were doing a business meeting as well. We had a legit reason to be in Nashville. Plus, we could go to the race on Sunday, which was really, really cool. So we went to practice. And um, the PA announcer starts saying um, they're going to have a chat service in the grandstands on Sunday and we were missing church so we're like okay we'll go show up and as we're sitting there on Sunday morning before the race listening to a, a guy named Rob Albright who does radio still on PRN network talk about Jesus and talk about God and, and give a little sermonette there was a racetrack in the background I thought this is a pretty good fit so I talked to Rob afterwards I said hey does ASA have anything that I could do because you know I've worked with kids before and and I can play the guitar and I could lead some chapel services and he said well we're kind of looking for another announcer. And I said, you know, record scratch. I've never done that before. He said, well, let's talk and uh, let me see what you can do. Because what he saw was he was going to be leaving the ASA group and doing something different. And he was concerned that no one would be able to do church for him the way he'd been doing it with the, the people who go to the races and the fans who show up at the track. So long story short, I sent ASA a horrible demo tape. Uh, they, for some reason, still accepted me. And uh, starting in 1996, I became the PA announcer for the ASA series with Rob, uh, who's still my friend to this day. And um, that led to a little radio. That led to some television. Again, without a real resume, I just I had a natural knack for it, I guess they thought. And so in uh, 1998 or 99, I started with the ESPN and the truck series. And that was kind of my my big break. And then uh, the bigger, bigger break was in 2001 when they redid the TV contracts. NBC got wind of me and, and just felt like I was the right fit for what they were doing. And uh, eight years with them and a bunch with ESPN and now back with NBC. And, and I'm a blessed boy uh, to still be doing this this many years later. It's been fun. I still love racing. And if I ever have a weekend where I think it's too much work, I just go stand in the corner and watch them plow through and go, I love this. I love the sound. I love the smell. And I uh, can't wait for the next one. Now, you've done radio and television. Do you prefer one over the other or do you do you have an equal love for both? Because uh, I know some people love just doing radio. Some people love doing television. For you, do you have the love for both? I do. Uh, and they're different mediums, as you know. And so the whole idea of having enough and the right words to do the word picture on radio is a great challenge. And so what I'm seeing, I'm now going to put into words for you so that you feel like you're there. You feel like you smell it. You feel like you feel it. That's really fun. And, and you know, y'all who do radio are, are so good at it. The television is a different thing. There's a picture there. So they're watching. They don't need you to say everything. Um, they need you to add to it. What, so what can I add in as few words as possible that will make the picture that much more fun to watch? So there are definitely different challenges. Um, you know, I've stuck with the TV one because it served me so well. I don't know if I could do radio anymore because that was uh, something I haven't been challenged to do in so long. But, um, but no, they're both great. And I guess, I guess I'd have to say, to answer your question, I prefer television just because it's, it served me so well over time.
Speaking with Dave Burns here, pit reporter for NBC Sports, as they get set to coverage all the action from Phoenix for a championship weekend. And Dave, we got to talk about the big story here, Ross Chastain. I have had so many texts and phone calls from people who are non-NASCAR fans <laughs> who have reached out to me and are asking me about, is this real? Is this fake? What is going on with this? I mean, this one move that Ross Chastain has made, I feel has brought so many non-NASCAR fans who have heard about it or seen the video. You were there. What was it like, and and what were your emotions when you saw Ross make this move along the wall to basically get himself in for a chance to win a championship? So picture my world. My my coverage that day did not involve Ross, but it involved Denny Hamlin. So I was basically looking down at my Denny Hamlin notes thinking, hey, I'm going to be welcoming Denny to his fifth championship four, fourth in a row, and man, Denny's going to be pumped because they ran well all day. And all of a sudden, I look up at the big screen, and I go, oh, my, did I just see what I think I saw? And then we started, because we have a nice big monitor that we carry around with us. We get to see the replays that they see at home on NBC. And they started showing the replays, and I, I couldn't believe it. I was in, I think it was Kansas, when Carl Edwards first tried it on Jimmy Johnson to win and, you know, did it differently, but thought that the video game move would work. It didn't. So I was there to witness history there, um, and I was here for this one, too. And once you started seeing the speed at which he ran that wall, uh, and then you heard from him afterwards and the fact that he didn't have his hands on the wheel because he didn't want to, you know, break a wrist or anything like that, and then just what the mentality was to make it happen, how long he thought about doing it, and then yet how long he hadn't thought about doing it. And going back to GameCube and everything else, I mean, it was just unbelievable. And, you know, of course, the crowd reacted, and the world's been reacting since. Ross should just get lots of credit for having the guts to do it. But now it's opened up this Pandora's box because now there's some drivers who don't like the move. There were some drivers who thought it was amazing. Some drivers who thought it was awesome, but still thinks there needs to be some kind of rule about this. Now this opened up this whole other question. Personally, yourself, what do you think? Is this is this something that NASCAR should address or just say, hey, you know, hey, he made the move and he took the risk in trying to do it and was successful with it? Yeah, you know, I don't drive them, so I, I kind of go along with whatever they come up with. And I think NASCAR is doing a really good job these days of, of working with the drivers on, you know, what makes sense? What What is the way forward here that we should pursue? Do we make this big, nasty rule that, oh, she's another rule that everyone has to adhere to? Or do we, you know, do we go, boys, have at it? And, you know, they just do whatever they want to do. Chaos everywhere. There's There's a happy medium, I think, that they can find. And I guess because um, I interviewed Joey uh, later on about it, and he, he was totally impressed. Um, you've seen the video of him chuckling about it with his spotter afterwards. I mean, you couldn't help but be impressed by what the kid did. But he said, you've kind of opened a box here that we probably need to put the lid back on because of safety concerns. Not every track is like Martinsville. Um, he could have easily caught that crossover gate if there had been one bolt askew. You know, there's just... So many things that could happen. So I, I think the idea that someone has put out there, let me see if I can say it, because I read it once and I kind of nodded my head to it, but I haven't looked at it since, uh, that you, um, if you hit the wall, you can't gain spots, right? So now if you're going to put your car on the wall to do that, you cannot gain spots. And that might deter people from doing it again. But that's a big, nasty rule. So, you know, and I, and I haven't thought how enforceable is it or is it not uh, to see if it's uh, an, a bad idea or not. But um, I think they have to do something. I think this was a walk-off highlight reel trip to the championship for God bless Ross Chastain. Never probably happened again, but man, was it cool.
Now, Mr. Burns, if our listeners want to follow you and keep along with your, you know, what's going on with you, your career, progress, anything like that, the social media stuff, where can they go to keep up with you? So on the Twitter, I am at TV Dave Burns. I apologize. I don't do a lot of interaction there. Um, honestly, seeing us on the air, whether it's USA Network or the NBC Sports app or Peacock or on NBC as they will be this weekend, uh, that's the best place to uh, to catch up with me and and uh, you can see uh, how old I look after these 25 some odd years and, you know, keep track of me that way. Uh, Mr. Burns, we appreciate you taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Looking forward to hearing your voice once again when you guys take coverage again in 2023. Alfred, I really appreciate it. Great catching up with you today. Hey, everyone. It's Jeb Burton, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome into this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network itself. We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. We're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot hotline. She's a driver in the NHRA Pro Stock Series, and she is joining us now live. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Miss Kimmy Caruso. Miss Caruso, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, and hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Yes, thank you for having me. So, uh, Miss Caruso, as you approach the end of the season here, your rookie year in the NHRA, so let's look back at your year. Tell me your thoughts of your rookie year in NHRA. What have you learned? What do you feel like you accomplished? And do you still have any goals left that you want to accomplish before the end of the season? I think it's gone pretty well. Um, we are a rookie team and we have had some accomplishments this season and we've learned a ton and it's just going to make next year even better for us. We still want to win Pomona. We still want to be number one qualifier, all that fun stuff. But I'm proud of my team and how far we've come. Now, when you got set to start the season, as you said, you're a rookie, your first year into this thing. What were your expectations? What were your feelings as you get set to, to start a rookie season with drivers you might not know about or have raced against and new equipment? new teams, new team members. What was that transition like? Honestly, I was super excited about it. Um, I had the same goals as I do now. We want to learn every race, win races, and make the countdown to the championship. And we did just that. So next year, we'll aim for the championship and go from there. And you made some history as well. You're the second woman ever in the NHRA to race a full season in the Pro Stock Racing Division. How's it like for you now to have this uh, – platform and being in HRA and how has little girls when you go to events and and they come up to you talk to you maybe you're big fans of yours because you are a female driver that they can look up to and maybe aspire to be like what's that like for you to go to events and have these girls come up to you and ask you questions ask for an autograph picture or any kind of advice it's been awesome I love talking to all the fans even the younger like I love talking to the younger kids and junior drag racers and all of that I just think it's really awesome that it's not like unheard of for girls to be in NHRA. So I think that a lot of the girls prior to me, Courtney Forrest, Brittany Forrest, Ashley Forrest, Erica, Alexis Tajora, that have made it known that you can do this and it doesn't matter if you're a girl or a guy. Speaking with uh, Camry Caruso here on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, she's an NHRA driver. And uh, Ms. Caruso, let me ask you, since we are approaching the off season here soon, you're going to have plenty of time before the season starts up in 2023. Uh, what, what do you like to do to kind of unwind uh, maybe kind of get away for a little bit and kind of enjoy your time off before you have to refocus and get ready uh, for 2023. 
we're not taking any time off. We're going to focus on making our program better and testing and get ready for 2023. You come from a third generation family. So this is nothing new for you as far as being a part of this world because you grew up with it with your father, uh, your grandfather. As far as their thoughts on your progress, your rookie year, how was it like for them to kind of experience you doing the same things that they used to do when they were in the sport? I think they're happy. They're having fun. They're excited. So it's awesome that it can be a family thing and we're going to keep on going. And this sport is relying on sponsors. You get a lot of help from your teammates, your team, but also the sponsors have a big deal with it. So what's it like working with the sponsors that help you race every week as far as, you know, dealing with them, going out to events, doing promotional gigs, doing kind of these little things, these interviews. What's that experience been like for you as, as you kind of learn maybe that aspect of, of racing a little bit? I'm honestly super lucky to have the partners I have. They're awesome to work with. And I, I love all of them like family. They're awesome. I, it's not really work. It's fun. It's enjoyable. And I hope it continues as long as it can. And I want to give you an opportunity. Who are some of those great sponsors that are helping you out throughout the year that maybe you want to give some recognition and some thanks to for, for helping you out? Carbilt Tools, Tequila Commissario, Jesse. Right Trailers, VP Racing, Sandhollers of America, AFR, Kings of Vapor, um, OZ Safe Rooms, Vibrant Performance. There's so many of them, and we're so lucky and thankful to have the partners we have. Now, throughout the year, you're traveling with your team and, and you know, all your crew members and everything like that. What's that experience like when you're, you know, with your team and you're all traveling around the United States participating in all these great events? What's that relationship like with uh, – with your crew members and your team? It's an awesome. I'm really lucky with the team I have. I'm thankful for them because they have made it as easy as they can for me. Now, Cameron, if our um, listeners want to follow along with your progress, keep up with what's going on with you and your career and, and, and what you have going on during the off season, where can they go to keep up with you, follow along with you, and, and also keep up with your, your season remaining this year and then what you got coming up in 2023? Um, Cameron Caruso Motorsports on Instagram and Caruso Family Racing on Instagram and Facebook. And we usually post there like twice a day, so they definitely won't miss anything. Well, Miss Caruso, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Good luck to you for the rest of the season and enjoy your off season. And look forward to what you got coming up for us in, in 2023. Thank you. Hey, this is Rutledge Wood from NASCAR on NBC, and you are listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie continuing on with this. With this continuing on with this week's edition of southern race week radio along with the southern race week radio podcast and we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the food depot zoom line a great friend of the show who has made multiple appearances here on a southern race week radio and we're glad to have him back as they get set to wrap up the nhra season this weekend in pomona california ladies and gentlemen let's welcome in top fuel driver mr justin Mr. Ashley, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. I am. Thank you. I appreciate it. I always love coming on the show for a number of different reasons, but you know what the top of the top of the list is, is because of that introduction. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. 
Well, Mr. Ashley, when we have a big deal guest on, we got to give him a big deal introduction. And I'm available in 2023 if you're looking for a hype man. But uh, speaking of the NHRA seasons, I mentioned we wrapped things up this weekend here for 2022. You're right now currently in a situation where you're battling now for a championship uh, this upcoming weekend. So let me ask you, as you look back at the year and everything you've done and accomplished, is there one moment that jumps out at you that you go, you know what, that's the number one moment for me personally in 2022? Yeah, well, I think ironically, you know, it's been a great year and we really started to hit our stride at the right time during the countdown. But the best race of the year, in my opinion, and the most meaningful race was actually the first race of the year in Pomona uh, for a number of different reasons. Obviously, that race has a lot of prestige being in the NHRA Winter Nationals, being where you kick off the season. And it was almost a pinch me moment for me because I grew up going to that racetrack, watching other drivers, watching my dad race there. Uh, but it was a really special race for us because that was the first race with Phillips Connect, our new partner. And that was at their home track. They had a tremendous amount of people in attendance. So that was a really meaningful win for our team. And uh, obviously, it's most important to finish strong. But you also got to start fast. And, and when you combine those two things together, uh, it usually leads to good things. So that was a, a really special race for us. And, and it helped set the tone for the rest of the year. Tell us a bit about working with Phillips Connect uh, this year in, in 2022. And how was that like? experience-wise working with them? Yeah, it's been great. You know, I always tell people the same thing. There's a difference between working with a sponsor and working with a partner. When you're working with a partner like Phillips Connect, you're working with people that you really love, respect, and appreciate. And it's been fun. You know, Rob Phillips, the CEO, he really is an amazing guy. And from the first time I went to visit their company, the thing that stood out to me was the culture. They're all about investing back in their people. And that stood out to me. And you see that. You see those principles within the success of the company. And being able to work with Rob, being able to work with Jim Epler and Amber White, who both have a history in NHRA. Uh, Amber is the director of marketing at Phillips, and she worked on the marketing side at NHRA. And Jim Epler is the executive vice president at Phillips. He was also the first funny car driver to go 300 miles per hour. So they have that background in the sport. So um, to be able to combine those two things, the background they have in NHRA, the knack and the specialization for the smart trailer technology business that they have, uh, really was just a perfect fit for us, a perfect fit for our program. And, uh, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure so far. You know what? It's interesting. You see drivers in other sports really interact with NHRA. I know when you guys are at Charlotte, you get a lot of the NASCAR Cup Series drivers, Xfinity, maybe Truck Series drivers who come out and check out the event, see what it's all about. Uh, Tony Stewart, who's an owner in, in the NHRA, just recently this past week went out there and actually raced and, and was a participant in an NHRA event. Have you ever thought if you weren't in NHRA, if, if you ever thought about maybe driving in, in another series, whether it's F1, NASCAR, uh, anything like that? Have you ever had kind of those thoughts in the back of your head of saying, you know what, maybe I'd like to maybe try racing in the Cubs series or or at least maybe the opportunity to get out there and try it. Yeah, I mean, of course, I think as a driver, uh, you know, you really want to drive anything. So those thoughts have certainly come to mind. But, you know, it, it's really, you know, my thoughts more would be related to NHRA. Okay, if I did make a switch, I would switch to Funny Car or I would switch to Pro Mod, right, or something within the NHRA. That's just what's close to home for me. I would never really even think about ever leaving the series. I'm that passionate about NHRA. Uh, just growing up around it. I'm passionate about the family that's out there. I'm passionate about our team and the NHRA community and, of course, our partners. So, um, no, I mean, I just I just love the sport of NHRA drag racing. And uh, as a driver, of course, I'd love to drive anything, but, you know, most notably maybe a different category within NHRA. But if you ask me, um, I'm still learning to drive a top fuel car. So 
Uh, I got a long way to go before I can perfect that. And uh, that's got to come first. So right now, um, you know, it's all about top fuel and it's always going to be about top fuel. Speaking with top fuel driver, Justin Astley on this week's edition of Southern Racing Radio. And Justin, let me ask you, as you get set to go in Pomona this weekend, you're in the championship battle right now. I know you probably have a routine of when you get ready for a run during the regular season, but now with so much on the line, is there a different approach that you take to this race weekend? Or is it just, you just treat it as any other normal race weekend? You got to treat it uh, as any other normal race weekend. I think that's the best approach. Our team got here for a reason. Uh, you know, we have a certain routine that we follow, a certain schedule that we follow. I have a certain routine and schedule that I follow, um, but we're a team, you know, we do it all together. And I think it would be silly to really change what got us here now. And it's very easy to let that happen. It's very easy to get caught up in the moment, but in order to give ourselves the best odds, the best opportunity to win, it's important to stay within our principles and that's uh, staying focused on ourselves. We know what the competition out there is capable of doing. Uh, the depth of the top fuel field is so tough. Chances are we're going to go into race day on Sunday in Pomona with probably five cars with a chance to win the championship. So, um, you know, we just have to focus on ourselves. We have to go out there with the objective of winning the race and then just let the rest take care of itself. So that's going to be our approach. That's been our approach. And, uh, you know, I think that'll give us the best opportunity for success. And one of the coolest things about NHRA, and we're based out of Atlanta here, and, and we unfortunately, you guys don't come to Georgia anymore because of, you know, last year was the last year you guys came to visit us. But uh, when I came out to the races at at, uh, at NHRA in Atlanta here, always so awesome to see how interactive you are with the fans. You're pretty much right there. Every ticket's pretty much a, a pit pass uh, ticket as well. So what's it like when you're out there in an event and you're interacting with the fans, taking pictures, signing autographs, maybe just spending a little bit of time with with the adults or even the kids, what's that interaction like with the fans when you're at an event? Because the fans is what makes the sport go. It really is. Uh, it really is so, so special. Uh, you know, these cars are amazing. The sport is amazing, right? You go zero to over 330 miles per hour in under four seconds. That's 11,000 horsepower. But then aside from the show is actually what happens in the pits. You're right. Every ticket is a pit pass. And you see fans, family, friends, most notably young kids, right, walking through the pit area asking for autographs, taking pictures. And what's amazing to me is, you know, you take a few minutes of your time each day to to talk to these kids and engage with these fans. And, you know, it just makes such an impression on them. And um, it really is amazing. It's very humbling to have that kind of influence on anybody. And, uh, you know, the fans are what make NHRA go. Uh, so we're all very appreciative of their support. We love racing in front of a big crowd. So um, just love interacting and spending time with the fans and they're extraordinarily loyal. Uh, so I know I speak on behalf of all the drivers when I say that we are really, really grateful, uh, you know, for all the time, energy, and effort that they put into the sport because they love it just as much as we do. Now, with one race left on the schedule, then your offseason begins. You have a little bit of time to relax and regroup before you get set for next year. So let me ask you, once you get done with the season, what, are you going to take some time off to vacation, relax, as, you know, just kind of unwind? Or is it pretty much a 12-month, you know, a whole year sporting event where it's like, even though there's an offseason, you still got stuff you got to do to prepare for 2023? Yeah, it is. You know, it's funny. Um, I'm not really great at taking some time off. You know, as I'm going through this process, as I'm traveling a lot, I'm like, you know, maybe I'll take this time off. That's And then I'm like, nah, you know what? That's never going to work. <laughs> right? I always got to be doing something. But for me, it's right back to business. Um, I'm doing a lot of work with Phillips Connect on the motorsports business development side working on putting business-to-business -business deals together, working on building and developing relationships. I know my focus will continue to be and 
and will shift uh, now primarily to business development and working with Philips Connect. And I feel fortunate to have that opportunity, but to, um, you know, to talk with different companies, to build relationships, to uh, engage with different fleets and, and work with Philips Connect to get their smart trailer technology on these trailers. Now, Mr. Ashley, if our listeners out there want to follow along with your off season and, and, and see what's going on as you get ready for 2023, where can the listeners go to keep up with information and what's going on for you in, in 2023? Yeah, they can go to uh, either Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, you can follow Phillips Industries, Phillips Connect, and, and Justin Ashley Racing. Uh, they could also check out phillipsconnect.com or justinashley.com. And I think one really fun, important thing that we're doing racing aside is we're partnered with the Wyken Foundation. And we're doing a Veterans Day raffle uh, that's going to help provide support for Wyken, who does so many good things for the veterans. Um, and that'll help onboard a new veteran uh, really into their life-changing program. So as part of that raffle, if you donate, you're entered for a chance to win die casts that are not even out yet, uh, video messages, signed crew shirts, VIP hospitality tickets. So a lot of really fun and exciting things. And, um, you know, I know the NHRA community, the motorsports community uh, is very military minded, uh, very veteran strong. So I just wanted to put that out there for those of you who uh, who would love to donate and help. We'd very much appreciate it. Well, Justin, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Good luck to you this week in Pomona. Hopefully you can walk away with that championship and uh, enjoy your offseason. Looking forward to uh, getting back together with you in 2023 to talk NHRA with you, sir. I'm looking forward to it. I absolutely love your show. Thank you for having me on. Hey, everybody. This is Roger Cruz from Rev Racing, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie as we wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And once again, I want to thank our great guest for joining us this week. Of course, Dave Burns, pit reporter for NBC Sports. He'll be on hand this upcoming weekend in Phoenix for championship weekend as we crown winners in the Truck Series, Xfinity Series, and Cup Series. And don't forget, Mr. Burns will be covering Chase Elliott, so he'll have that advantage as uh, he looks to get himself a second championship here in 2022 for the driver of the number 9 Chevrolet. also want to thank two great NHRA drivers, Camry Caruso and Justin Ashley. We appreciate them being on the program. And their season wraps up next weekend in Pomona, California for the Auto Club Finals, November 10th through the 13th. For details, information, everything you need to know, just head on over to NHRA.com and check out their schedule and check out their finale, which, of course, Fox Television will be covering all the action from Pomona, California, November 10th through the 13th. So uh, thanks to our our great guests for joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. And uh, don't forget about the podcast. That's right. We do have a podcast available for you at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So if you want to hear this episode again or listen to any of our previous episodes of Southern Race Week Radio, just head on over to one of those respective podcast destinations. Search for Southern Race Week while you're there. Download it. Subscribe to the podcast as well. We'd really appreciate it. So uh, check that out. Also, our social media platforms. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash on the race week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. So enjoy the rest of your weekend and we'll catch up with you again next week here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. Do you come from an undown under?